Whittier. Welcome back to the My Whittier Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Reese, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I thought it would be fun to give you a local's perspective on the city of Whittier, California. On this podcast, we celebrate Whittier's past, present, and future. We champion small business and we embrace community. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Whittier, what is going on? It is Wednesday, May 24th, and today is the day that we upload the My Whittier podcast. So here we are doing our thing, and uh, it is a very gloomy day today. And it's been like this for a few days now. There was some uh, mist coming down, and it's very strange. We're getting the June gloom a little bit early, but it is what it is. Hopefully the sunshine is right around the corner. We got Memorial Day weekend coming and uh, June is right around the corner. I can't believe I'm saying that, but June is almost here, guys. Absolutely incredible how time flies. But uh, welcome back to the show. This is a Whittier centric podcast, and that means we talk about all things Whittier, California. I'm a local kid. And um, grew up here in the 80s, loving life, falling in love with the city of Whittier, California. I started uh, the My Whittier brand in 2012, and we are still here doing our thing and having a really great time. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we celebrate Whittier's past, present, and future. And we kind of uh, dabble into a little bit of everything. A little bit of community, a little bit of small business, a little bit of food maybe a lot of food and um, yeah, just keep you guys entertained and in the know with what is going on in your city of Whittier, California. Hopefully you're following me on my Instagram feed, my Facebook page and my YouTube channel because uh, all of this works together. We got the podcast, we got the uh, YouTube channel, Instagram feed, Facebook page, and then uh, you can go to mywittier.com. That's our headquarters. And that will give you uh, direct links to everything that we do. It all works together. And like I said, I started this uh, back in 2012. And uh, we're still going. First thing I did was uh, get a Facebook page in 2012. And um, since then, a lot of people have said, I don't like Facebook. That's where all the old people are. I don't like it over there. I love Facebook. I love old people. I'm an old person myself, so I kind of uh, I kind of like it like that. But no, Facebook is really good. It's a really good platform, and I enjoy it, and I love all my followers on Facebook. And then Instagram is great, too. I give you a lot of quick insight there on Instagram. And uh, so, yeah, all the platforms for me work together. And so hopefully you guys are following me. So this all makes sense because I will reference things on my uh, from my Facebook page and Instagram feeds from time to time. So make sure and follow me there. Now, um, I want to get into the show because I'm excited. You know, I love a really good ghost story. Do you guys like ghost stories? I love a good ghost story. And um, in my house, it is Halloween and spooky season 24-7. My wife just loves Halloween. 
She loves spooky things. She likes horror movies, not slasher movies. She just likes horror movies, you know, Halloween, Shining, good stuff like that. And so it doesn't matter what time of year it is. We're always up for a good ghost story. So I thought it'd be fun to invite the Haunted Whittier Tour Guide into the show. And um, I took this tour last year. And I had a really, really good time. So I wanted to invite him in for quite some time to talk about how he got started, talk about Whittier as a spooky town, where it ranks, and um, give us a little, you know, give us some ghost stories about the the city of Whittier, California. So uh, I invited Jacob Caputo down, and this is how that interview went. Check it out. Okay, okay, Whittier, we are here in Whittier, California. It's a gloomy day, and the, the, uh, the wind is blowing through the trees, and it's kind of a perfect day to introduce my next guest. He is uh, the haunted Whittier tour guide extraordinaire. Jacob Caputo is in the house to talk scary stories here in Whittier, California. Jacob, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. And uh, Jacob, it's, uh, it's been an honor. I've been trying to get with you for, for many years, uh, Kim over at Modern Shaman has been uh, pumping you for a long time. She's like, you guys got to get together. He's a Whittier guy. You're a Whittier guy. So I'm glad that you're here, man. Um, she's great. I really appreciate everything yeah, she's done. Yeah, she's, you guys have been working together. We're going to get into that um, in a minute. But I, I wanted to ask you, uh, because you have been known to do I did take the tour. It is absolutely amazing. Thank you. And um, you've, you've done tours all over the country. And um, how, how did you get involved in it? How did you start doing ghost tours? You know, it, it's a very interesting story. Um, and this would be in 2008, I was on vacation in Key West and just looking around at things to do there. And I saw that they had a ghost tour. And at the time, ghost tours were not, there weren't a lot of them. And um, I had heard that they were good. We kind of looked it up online and I went. And it was spectacular. If you ever get to uh, get to Key West, definitely do it. Uh, they've got some great uh, ghost stories and history and whatnot. But when it was over, what was interesting is I was I was thinking. And at the time, I wasn't living in Whittier. I was um, living in uh, Corona. But what hit me was I grew up in Whittier, and we should have something like this. We have some great history in Whittier. Um, I grew up hearing ghost stories about Turnbull Canyon and some other places, and I'm and I thought to myself, somebody should do this, and that was it. Kind of went out of my mind. Years later, I moved back to Whittier, um, and it kind of was in the back of my mind, but I never had the opportunity. And then COVID hit, and I had time on my hands, and the rest is history. So when you say COVID hit and you had time, did you start to kind of like? formulate in your mind how it would go down uh how it would happen how the tour you know the the you know pretty much um like i said i had more time to write the script and whatnot but um you know the city i think everybody were looking for outdoor activities and when i approached the city and told them that i wanted to do this they said well you know at halloween time you're going to be the only game in town because you'll be outdoors and um, I thought, you know, this, is what, this would be something that people could do. 
and not worry about, you know, the social distancing wouldn't be a problem. And, uh, and you know, it was popular. In fact, um, I was actually surprised I would get phone calls from mothers and fathers in the w middle of the week. And they would tell me, we're a family of four or five. We have to get outside. Could you do a private tour for us? And I did. And oh, it was a, And it was a... I think it was a good memory for them, but it was a lot of, it was very enjoyable for me as yeah, well. Yeah, you got to kind of uh, exercise your, yeah. you know, your tour guide yeah. and kind of practice mm -hmm. and do it. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, the thing I love about your tours is, is the, um, the amount of research that goes into mm -hmm. it. This isn't just a kind of a fly-by-night tour guide. You're actually digging in, you're, you're getting your resources, and it's, it's real, it's stuff that has a lot of meat to it. Thank you. And um, so how did that come about? Like, how did you kind of, how did you get into the researching side of things? Well, I, you know, I started kind of with the Whittier Museum. Um, they were very helpful about giving me some information. Um, I started off with just a couple of stories that I grew up with. Um, people would call me and share experiences that they had with me. And then it was just kind of digging in to the records, going in and looking at who, who used to live in this house, uh, talking with L.A. County, you know, whatever housing records we could find, seeing if we could find, you know, this person says they has a ghost. Who used to live in that house? What was their story? And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really cool when you can have, somebody will come to you with just, you know, I hear voices or the doors open and close by themselves. But if you can put a name to who that ghost might be, and even better, why they're still there. Is there a story? Is there a story of sadness, happiness? What happened in that house? If you can put all that together, you got a great ghost story. And that's what's great about it. I mean, what you're doing isn't actually uh, ghost busting. You're not, um, you know, sitting in the house looking for energy forms or whatever. You're actually kind of a, a ghost detective of sorts. A where you're bit. kind of going in and kind of putting the dots mm -hmm. together and figuring out how this came to be mm -hmm. and you put the whole story together and what I tell people and you, you've heard me say this on my tour um, it's a way of connecting us to our past um, any ghost story it you know if the ghost was there 100 150 years ago um, they're part of our past and their appearance is a way of remembering those that came before and you don't have to believe in ghosts you don't but you come on the tour you're gonna hear who came before in Whittier and their stories. Exactly. And, you know, uh, it's funny because when we were talking at Founders Day a little bit and I said, on a scale of one to 10, what would you rank Whittier as far as, you know, a ghost town? And you were saying it's pretty much up there. It's, Real it's up, there. up there. Yeah. Um, if you would have asked me that question three years ago, and I'm glad you did ask me because I would have told you, eh, we're like four or five. Um, I am not feeling that way anymore. I mean, we're not New Orleans. Don't get me wrong. They're like off the charts. Right. But I would sit, put us closer to like an eight. Um, I've been amazed at the number of people who have contacted me from all over the world who have lived in Whittier and had ghost stories that they wanted to share. I got a phone call from a lady that lives in England. I was shocked. She's like, yeah, I grew up in Whittier. I live, I live in England now. I grew up in Whittier in the, uh, in the 60s. Let me tell you what happened to me. Wow. Yeah. So uh, you said that you're, you're, uh, you, you grew up here. I did, you yeah. You grew up here in Whittier. And is your family still here? Still here? We are. Yeah. Um, uh, my family's actually been here since right after the First World War. Um, if you want to hear it, we actually have kind of a sad story why our family is here. Um, my uh, great uncle actually came out here 
Um, I think it was the land of opportunity. Uh, he was a, a German immigrant. He served in the First World War as a medic with the Americans. Uh, came out here after the war, settled here, and a um, few years go by, and my grandmother, or who would become my grandmother, um, World War II was breaking out, and her husband uh, signed up, and he uh, was a pilot, and was shot down over Germany. And uh, had a, she had a horrible nervous breakdown. The family didn't know what to do with her, so they said, you're going out with your uncle in California. They stuck her on a train, and she came out here. And basically this was where she came to uh, kind of get put back together. And I guess it was a good experience for her. And uh, she eventually went back to Pittsburgh where the fa her family was. Uh, my grandfather was coming back from World War II. She married him and said, we don't want to stay out here in the East Coast. Let's come out to California. And our family has been here ever since. Wow, that's great. And is that the the home that you grew up in? Is that where you first experienced ghost stories? Is that where the I, kind of yeah? Uh, actually, I see. I grew up here on Scott Avenue, and uh, there's a little craftsman home on Scott Avenue. Uh, I grew up next door to that home. Uh, that was my grandparents' house. They bought it from this uncle that I'm telling you about. And when I would go to that house as a kid, uh, this is the first ghost story. And I remember I was probably five years old, and my uncle says the ghost is here. I said, well, what are you talking about, ghost? He said, look out the window. And I saw our little chain link fence rattling and then slowly open by itself. And every once in a while, that gate would do that. Um, we don't know if it was the farmer that built the place or if it was my, uh, my great uncle, but um, it definitely was a haunted house. And actually, it still is to this day. Um, my uncle lives there now, and the doors open and close by themselves all the time. So, so uh, the ghost story, the ghost... Uh ghost telling is kind of in your blood. I would say so. You got, you got it early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like at five years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is awesome. So um, Whittier, Whittier as a scary town. Talk to me, man. Like what are we, what, what kind of stories do you have here for us? We know a little bit about King Richards. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to hear a good one that actually recently came to me? Um, and this is one of those stories that does a wonderful job of connecting to um, to our history. Um, I tell people on the tour that, you know, we don't just have Quaker heritage here. Um, the Mexicans were here, as everybody knows that. The Spaniards were here before them. Uh, then the Tongva Indians were here as well. So there's been a lot of people that have come through Whittier, and, you know, we're here today. And this particular story um, came to me from a police officer. And it was a very funny phone call. Um, he said, he calls me up and he said, look, I'm a, I'm a police officer and a couple years ago I had a, a terrifying experience that I still can't reason in my mind. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm lawyers, tell me what happened. They had a, uh, a phone call that somebody was prowling around Pio Pico Mansion. Um, they said that there was somebody walking around that shouldn't have been there and so they were just, they thought maybe, you know, somebody had broken or something, somebody was trying to vandalize the place. And so he got over there, and him and his partner, they had their flashlights. They're walking around the house, and they're not seeing anything amiss. He comes around a corner to basically where the front porch is, and there was a man standing there in the way he described it to me was old-fashioned clothing. He had a hat on. He had a beard. And the entity, because he realized he was looking at an entity, turned and looked at him. They made eye contact. He said that it had a, he had a very sad expression. And then he just faded from view like he had never been there. 
and um, you know he was very shaken. Uh, told the partner what had happened. The partner was a little weirded out as well. They're like, well, we can't find anything here, so maybe that's what it was. And they left. And you know, he didn't have any further explanation. Uh, he said, well, you know, what do you think I saw? And I said, well, I think you saw Pio Pico. And uh, he said, well, why do you think that? I said, well, I'll tell you what I know about Pio Pico. He was cheated out of his land. Um, his English was never particularly good. Uh, his, um, he had a lot of debts near the end of his life. And he signed a contract he thought he was going to be extended credit by the bank, and they ended up taking his land. And uh, he ended up dying uh, in his daughter's home in Los Angeles, uh, absolutely in poverty. And so why is he still hanging out at his own mansion? The sadness, to me, it all makes sense. Yeah, it's, uh, he still feels that he's the rightful owner, and he yeah, is. He is. He really is. It yeah. was his land. It was stolen from him. Wow. But the cool thing is, even if you don't believe that story, what does it remind us? Pio Pico, the last Mexican governor, he lived right here in Whittier. That's right. That's right. And so um, you get all these stories coming in and people are telling you their stories. How do you decipher kind of what's what? You know what I'm saying? You can't take it all at face value. You're like, okay, well, that's that sounds good, but I don't know if I believe that one. You know, that's a really good question. And oftentimes stories will come into me and I hold on to them. I don't always share them. And the reason why is I like to hear a little confirmation. Maybe if somebody tells me a very similar story. Um, and if I hear it a couple of times, um, I start thinking, okay, there's a little more to this than just something, somebody making it up. And, um, you know, sometimes the stories diverge a little bit, but sometimes they get, they're close enough that I think, there, we got something. That's here. true, because if you kind of hear it over and over again, you're like, there's some meat to this one. There's yeah. something going on here. Yeah. It's not just a coincidence Absolutely. at that point. So um, Dead Man's Park, Founders Day Park, yeah. or Founders uh, Memorial Park. Um, we all know the story there. Uh, bodies are still there resting. Absolutely. And um, would that be a hot spot as far as uh, ghosts, you think? or In my opinion, it's probably the hottest spot here yeah. in the entire town. Um, I have never heard anything malevolent about the spirits that are there. Uh, I mean, they're just the people that, that founded the city, but they're active. Um, and different people have different experiences. I know there's a little girl that appears in the park, uh, and there's a number of children that are buried there, so not a big surprise. Um, I, I actually had a guy that came on the tour that uh, he was doing something similar to what you're doing here. He went over by himself and uh, was recording it, and he kept get, getting voices in his um, earphones saying, why are you here? And it wouldn't stop. And finally he said, I'm just filming the history of the town. And as soon as he said that, silence. They let him go. Let yeah. him pass. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like you're, you're doing this research. You're delving into... Uh, a lot of stories, you're getting into the history of Whittier, and some of it's pretty macabre, some scary mm -hmm. stuff. Does uh, that ever worry? Does anything ever come home with you? Do you have any <laughs> kind of, uh, you know, weird feelings of, uh, you know? That's a great question, and I'm going to, this is going to make you laugh. I personally haven't. My wife has. Uh, my wife sends, says to me one time, she's like, it's like the Haunted Mansion. I think sometimes you bring stuff home. And it's usually the next day it, when she's getting up early for work. Um, she's heard voices. Um, sometimes she, uh, one time she heard a door close behind her. Um, and it, it usually goes away pretty quickly. 
but she's like, I just, she's like, I wonder if you sometimes bring things home. <laughs> you were saying that too, like um, when people leave items behind, mm-hmm. you know, they could uh, they they could carry some things. Yeah, like maybe it's in a, in a like you made an example in a chest, and you open the chest, yeah. and then there's like a a medallion or something from yeah. somebody's past that holds some weight there. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you uh, explain that? Is that um, is that part of them or part of the, the spirit? That, that... I, I think because it's an important item in their life, they've stuck with it for some reason. And the problem is we'll never really know. Like, why is it that you, you stayed with that? Um, you know, you heard the story in the tour that I tell about that. Um, I have another one that has nothing to do with the tour. And um, it, uh, th- this, this guy ended up getting, uh, he was a collector that got a World War II German helmet. Um, for a display and he had it in his house and he said the minute he brought it in he just said this dark spirit came with it he said you could just feel it anytime you were around that item he ended up selling it Um, and he's like I don't even believe in this sort of thing but he's like you could just feel this dark shadow that was anytime I was around this this object it was up on his shelf and so where was that helmet during the war right what did that person do Mm mm-hmm what did he do? What did he see? Yeah. Why is it so heavy in yeah. the darkness there? Yeah. Uh, Turnbull Canyon, is that another hot spot or is that kind Absolutely. of all? It, it, it is. Yeah. Do you know, it, it's funny because I feel like in the last, and I've, I don't know why this is, in the last maybe 10 years, I feel that people in Whittier have been trying to debunk Turnbull Canyon and try to say that there's nothing up there. Um, Maybe it's legends, but I keep hearing experiences again. And they're usually from people saying, I don't necessarily believe in that stuff, but my car was followed by lights. Like in the rearview mirror, I kept turning around and nothing was there. There was no other vehicle, but this thing was following us. Um, this is not one I tell on, this, on the tour. Um, when I was a kid in high school, I was hiking there at dusk. Uh, I was with a couple of friends. We were followed by something. We heard footsteps. We stopped turned around and looked around, something was following us. I don't have an explanation, but I know what I experienced. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I mean, you, you, you have people that, um, you have stories, people Mm -hmm. have stories and it's hard to debunk somebody that has a firsthand knowledge of it. It's like something was following me. I was, you know, you were, you were there. You were the one that experienced it. You're of sound mind and body. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you can't really call that a a fake it's it's and it's interesting too because there becomes so much folklore involved in Turnbull Canyon it's hard to like um, sift through what's legend and what's not Um, I can tell you that some of the best stories from Turnbull Canyon like the old insane asylum and I I don't even know if you've heard this one this was a story that I heard growing up was about a, um, a crazy person that killed a boyfriend and hung him above the girlfriend's car when she was in the car waiting for him to come back because they got a flat tire and when the police finally find her and they took her out of the car they said don't look up don't look up and the body was hanging there okay it's a wonderful story there's there's no evidence to it but we all believed it growing up right right and i i tell people why do we why do i still tell that story it's there's no truth to it because what is it trying to teach why did it survive and part of it i think is Parents and other people growing up didn't want their kids going into Turnbull Canyon to get into trouble. 
That would do it. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole insane asylum, and, and it's like, don't right. go back there. Yeah, there's yeah. there's bad like things. Piling it on as thick as you can. Yeah. You make your kids scared not yeah. to go up there. Yeah. But I mean, I grew up in the 80s. I heard that story. I believed that story. And uh, I kind of still believe it now, not that, I, that there's any historical evidence to it, but it's fun. Yeah, it's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Now, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk when um, Fred Sinellis went down, mm-hmm. and uh, well, it stood there for many years untouched, and then it, and then it did get demoed yeah. for the groves. It's beautiful there now, but um, as far as uh, activity, ghost activity, I personally have heard a lot of people tell me that stuff mm-hmm. goes on there even now. And they've the been contacting me, yeah. So um, you hear you hear anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know that that property mm-hmm. is pretty yeah pretty hot. I, I've had um, several homeowners that have either been on the tour or have actually just contacted me. Um, one, in fact, didn't even know what had been there before. And I said, you know, I said I'm just kind of surprised you didn't know when you bought the house. And she just said, I, I just didn't. I, it was a house that was available and it was in the right price range. I said, well, let me let me show share some photos with you and let me kind of tell you what was there before. And, you know, her entity, whatever is in her house, mostly is just a presence. Um, every once in a while she hears some voices. Um, she's had some doors close. Um, one time she woke up in the middle of the night, all of the lights were on. Um, so she's pretty sure she's got yeah. something. Yeah, that's, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, bad things happen there when it was a prison. Yes. You know? And so um, you do hear a lot of stories other mm-hmm. than that. I mean, there's oh, yeah. people that contact you a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, the uh, so we go up the street a little bit, and we uh, like we talked about King Richard's a bit. Mm-hmm. And is uh, in your opinion, is it still haunted? You oh think? yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And the um, you know, I I haven't just talked to the people that have worked there. Um, it was actually one of the first people I talked to when they reopened during COVID. Um, you know, she said to me, "If you work here and you you haven't had a ghost story, you will." <laughs> Right. So yeah. there have been some deaths in there when it was an orange packing warehouse. You know, we talked about it on the tour. Um, but also, you know, I do wonder, and it was part of what we just talked about, think about all of the antiques that are coming through there that may have something attached to them. Absolutely, And yeah. that's kind of what I wonder. I mean, um, there's years and years. I mean, going back to 1900s, mm-hmm. you know, antiques, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. artifacts, yeah. things like that. Um, there's a guy, and you maybe even seen him he sells um little hot wheel toys have you seen those little cars mm-hmm. um he told me that he's come in um you know in the morning he's opened up and he's found the cars rearranged and stacked up and stuff um he says that he believes that these were important parts of somebody's life these were this was their collection they died it was sold off and they're still kind of part of it they're playing with it still still playing with back, it. Yeah, yeah 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 that's incredible um is there any, have you talked to anybody as far as maybe doing a tour on the property there inside walking around? I or? have actually, I've been thinking about that for about a year now. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I've talked to the manager a couple of times. He's been extremely helpful with me. Um, I've thought that, that would be a flashlight tour. Would be yeah. a lot of fun. Be cool. Um, you know, just all the lights off, everybody with their flashlights, you know, maybe go to the different places where I know there's some activity and I just see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. That would be, uh, the, uh, deluxe tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the deluxe version. Yeah. All right. So Whittier as a whole is, uh, it's just got a nice, uh, 
eight on the Richter scale on the scariest from one to ten you're giving us an eight and um, I'm just kind of going down the line we're getting we're hitting all the spots we got the uh, Dead Man's Park we have King Richards we have Fred C. Nellis and then uh, obviously we got to talk about Rose Hills oh yeah you know, Rose Hills even going back when I was a kid even yeah. uh, as a young adult the, there was um, talk of a lady that mm-hmm. would walk in white, mm-hmm. in, white you know, in a white gown yep. on the side of the road and people would pull over to help her out and then she'd be gone. Yeah. And that was something that kind of uh, happened a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of talk about that one. I don't know if yeah. you shed some light on I, that. I know some people that actually stopped for her and then she's gone. Wow. Um, and who she is, I've heard a couple of different stories. Um, she also appears in Turnbull Canyon. I don't know whether it's the same spirit or not. Um, you know, the, the old story that I actually got from a, a retired police officer was a woman that got um, that hit and killed in the canyon. And uh, she, had, she was there because uh, a boyfriend had uh, jilted her. And so, you know, it makes sense to me. It's a good story. Wandering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, know, you know, maybe she was, she was probably buried in Rose Hills. And uh, maybe that's why she's there. And those, um, those that were kind of over at Memorial... Uh, we're at Dead Man's Park, and we're transferred. There's a small percentage of transfers over Very Rose small number. Yeah. And you know how many it is, right? No, it was like eight or Between something? Between six and eight. Wow. Yeah, that's the number that I've been given. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I wish it was 13. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> that would have been so perfect. Yeah. But so the people that didn't get transferred, obviously, they're still they're still there. Going back to that, mm-hmm. they're still at the park. Oh yeah, they're, absolutely. They're buried there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I, I think the feeling at the time was that you know if the family didn't because they did give the the family an opportunity to have the uh, the corpses moved to Rose Hill free of charge, and if the family didn't come forward about it, then. They yeah, did, a lot of yeah. the family was. Pat, I mean, they're gone. They were gone. I mean, there's so many. These are old bodies that are yeah. going back. I mean, I mean, going back to the 1870s. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got very fortunate to interview somebody whose family's remains are in in Founders Park. Wow. Uh, last name by the name of Poyerena, um, an old Tongva Indian family, uh, going back generations. Uh, very, very interesting to talk to. Um, when I asked, when I interviewed him, I said, "Well, are you descendants of the Spaniards in this area?" And he was very quick to absolutely not. I'm, I'm Tongva, and I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. But uh, his relatives are buried there, and uh, he told me that he remembered very much when the city came to his family and said, you know, we would like to move them, and their thought on it was, this is where they were interred, this is where they will stay. Yeah. We don't need to disturb their peace. Yeah, and as long as that uh, the city's going to let them do that, that's yeah. fine. That's exactly. fine. Absolutely. And you know what? It, a lot of people, we've talked about this on this podcast before, a lot of people... Um, are uneasy about that park mm-hmm. or whatever. But anytime I visit that park, I am actually the opposite. I, mm-hmm. I love that park. Yeah. I'm at ease. I am too. I, I just walk around and it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, and um, yeah, I have no problems with it. I, I, I've never felt that there's anything malevolent there. I think um, it, it is the the you know people that founded our little town here. And um, I don't think they were necessarily bad people. I'm sure there were some that maybe a little bit, but... Um, I think they they enjoy just exposing um, their spirits occasionally, just to remind. We were us here. They first. were here. Yeah, they, we they were, were here. First. They were here. We um, we had Founders Day at Founders Park or Central Park, mm-hmm. and um, that park intrigues me a lot just because uh, obviously the first Founders Day 
uh, happened on, the, on that land. I know. Is that neat? Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah. And so I'm always thinking too, like, um, is that area a haunted area? Yeah, there, there's some stuff some over stuff there. there. Yeah, the uh, the land actually, um, it was Pio Pico's at one time. Um, it eventually went into the hands of Barclay Charles, um, his houses. Um, if you've been on the tour, you've seen his house. Um, he was a Civil War veteran. He purchased that land um, right when he came here. And um, he eventually would sell it off to build the park, but there was an orange grove there beforehand. Um, I have now talked to 10 different people that live in that area that have seen a man in black with a felt hat, broad-brimmed felt hat, just standing there in the park. Who is he? I think he's one of the Quakers. Just yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, one of the old settlers yeah. that came here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, I, I tend to think that if whatever his appearance means, it's like we said, it's a reminder that, you know, this Quakers were here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's just amazing because um, eighteen eighty seven is when we we go back on these on the Quakers, the first mm -hmm. Quaker that was here. And uh, it's such an old Town, Whittier yeah. has so much history, and there's and even layers before of it. that. Even yeah, going before that, I mean, we're just talking about the Quakers um, settling here. But like you said, the Tonga and and the Spaniards, and Nieto, everything else. the old Spaniard that had the ranch out here. Yeah, uh, Nieto Ranch. So yeah, so a lot of great stories, and um, like I said, your tour is magnificent, and I think you're only getting better. And so, are we in the future? Are we getting? Uh, are you going to get that? take that old uh, Whittier Transit bus out of the tow yard and clean that up and uh, get that microphone up, get the people that we're, now we're driving to all these different what locations. What a great idea. <laughs> Boy, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you know, I actually, I have a number of ideas and it's funny that you brought up the uh, King Richards. That's one of them. But um, I'd like to do something in Turnbull Canyon if I can ever get the city to open that parking lot up again, uh, maybe just for a tour. But um I mean, how, how fun would that be at It'd night be to walk back in there? Um, I, I'm kind of I'm mulling around one on Greenleaf as well. Um, you know, we got some great old buildings there. I've had some people approach me about some ghost stories. So I, I've definitely got some stuff in the works. Good. Yeah, we're excited for that. Now, let's get into a little bit about, I want to make sure we, we let everybody know about the uh, Haunted Whittier Tours, and that is your Instagram Mm -hmm. feed you can find him at haunted with your tours guys make sure and follow him right now while while you're listening to the podcast go and follow jacob and make sure that you know what's going on when the next tour is so what can we expect over the summertime man what's well, going on with the tours great question so uh, me and kim the owner of modern shaman we are going to be doing a full moon tour so every full moon uh we're going to be doing a tour um show up at her restaurant have dinner wonderful food and when you wrap up, I'll be there. I start the first couple of stories there. You've already done it. And we take a walk and we stop at a couple of buildings that are haunted. You'll get to hear all the ghost stories and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and those full moons are great. Um, sometimes we've had some bats show up in the park. Um, An owl was yes. there when we came. Yeah, yeah the, the snow white owl. Um, I call him Hedgewig. <laughs> that was like perfect timing. Yeah, and, and it was funny, I had a, um, a Native American woman on my tour about a year ago and she saw the owl and, and she said, oh, those are great. She's like, but thank goodness it's not black. And I'm like, well, why is that? She said, oh, that's bad luck. If, oh. if it, and if it says your name, it means you're going to die. Yikes. <laughs> you might yeah, die. we don't want so, that one. Yeah, we don't want that one. But with the the, uh, the, white, the Snow White one is okay. So um, let me, uh, how long have you been How long have you been doing tours? Uh, just Jacob? three years now. Three years? Yeah, okay. three years now. 
So before that, nothing. You weren't you weren't doing anything like this. No Talking tours in front before of people that. Or, no, you know. no, I, I wasn't. Now, uh, modern shaman. I just want to make sure that we get her um, proper information on the modern shaman kitchen. Mm-hmm. That is the modern shaman kitchen on Instagram, guys. And um, she is located at six seven four four Greenleaf Avenue in Uptown Whittier. It is a fantastic restaurant. And um, I love the fact that you guys are part you are partners with her in a way where you're kind of coming together, great minds think alike, mm-hmm. and you guys are putting this tour together. So uh, when when we showed up to the tour, my wife and I, we went into the restaurant, and uh, everybody was eating and hanging out, and it's great food, great vibes. And then uh, once the dinner is over, she comes out, Kim comes out with you mm-hmm. and then there's this little smoke machine going on and it's like this ambiance this the, you guys just create this great ambiance we, we lower the lights you too. lower the lights We're nice and spooky and you just it just takes you to that place yeah. uh, immediately gets you in the mood and then you guys walk on the tour so how did you uh, end up hooking up with kim and the modern shaman do you know even that is a funny story um unto itself um i was doing a tour it was over the summer and two people did not show up and um, so I did the whole tour. I come back, and there is a, a young lady and her boyfriend in the park. And to me, they looked like they were looking for somebody. So I excused the group, said goodnight. And I walked over to them, and I, I thought maybe they had missed the tour and were looking for where we were. And she's like, no, we're just hanging out in the park. And she's like, well, who are you? And I, I explained what, what I did. And she's like, you know, she's like, I think you might be able to help my mom. She's like, my mom has a restaurant. And I said, oh, okay. And I gave her a business card. Didn't think I would hear anything back. And a few weeks later, I get a message from Kim. And she said, this is what I'm doing. I think we could work together. And we've been doing that ever since. Yeah, that's great. Great. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It really is. And, you know, the thing I, I would mention to you off, off well, before we got recording, I was talking to you about you, you, what you do and what she does with the restaurant. And I thought, and I said, you know what's great about you guys is that you love Whittier. Mm-hmm. You, you you love Whittier. It's not just something that you're doing to, to make some money or something like that. Mm-hmm. You guys are actually it's a it's a labor of love. You guys Absolutely. You, you love what you do, obviously, yeah, right? I do. You really do. I mean, it shows. I'm glad you asked that because um, I do have a passion for this town. I think Whittier's special. I've always thought that. Um, you know, we're not just farmland that plowed got plowed over I mean we've had people here a long time and I like being able to tell their stories but I want people to come here experience it um, I love it when I have people from out of our community that come and do the tour and tell me I've lived in Southern California my whole life I never knew there was such a jewel here in Whittier and I said yeah come back yeah absolutely and I think that's important I think it's important um, yeah we, we're a foodie town um, and Kim does a great job with her vegan restaurant and but it's 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 place it's things like this like this mm-hmm. tour that you're doing. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of add some some I don't know if you call it culture, but layers like yeah. you, you know something fun to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said during COVID times, families were looking to get outside, and even now, I mean, it's Southern California has such great weather. I mean, you're under a full moon, and oh, what's yeah. better than that to go take a tour? Yeah, a ghost, a ghost tour. Yeah, you know, and then we have all these beautiful buildings and parks that have the yeah. history, and so I think it's a it's a home run, and um, 
you're gonna you're gonna have a great summer, and you're always adding more stuff, right? Oh I mean, yeah, you're always yeah. like putting more wrinkles on this. Oh yeah, and, yeah, adding more stuff. It's one of the nice things about having a ghost tour is that you know people do approach you with their experiences, and you know if I can incorporate them. I mean, we talked about that already, yeah. but you know, is there any? Um, any talk of uh, maybe adding a YouTube channel to your experience? Maybe kind you know, of like recording some of these stories with yeah. these people and stuff like that. I, I, absolutely, yeah. I, yeah. It, that's it's it's in there too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be really nice yeah. to, to check that out firsthand, just to kind of yeah. like binge watch on the Jacob oh, Caputo. Yeah. It's a good promo stories. Too, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It is. It actually yeah. gets get you going on the story. But hey, man, thank you so much for stopping by and giving us a little bit, a little sliver of ghost stories here in Whittier. And um, one more time, mm-hmm. head over to the Haunted Whittier Tours in on Instagram. And we got one coming up January, we do, uh, June, uh, June 3rd. Third, yeah. And uh, we're a little over half full, so hurry. Uh, we do tend to sell out pretty quickly. Okay, June 3rd is the next one, guys. So by the time you get this tomorrow, uh, it'll be Wednesday, you're, you're going to listen to this, and we're going to sell out that tour in no time. So make sure and get in early because once... Uh, we get this podcast up. It's going to sell out quick. Yeah. Jacob, thank you so much. I'm glad to be I here. I appreciate it, man. Take care. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Jacob Caputo, Haunted Whittier Tours. He is the tour guide extraordinaire. You know, it's one thing to know a ghost story. You know, I know a lot of ghost stories. Maybe you do too. But it's another thing to be able to tell a ghost story to be able to deliver those stories and uh, draw you in, you know, just draw the crowd in and give you a sense of just being there, being in that moment. And Jacob does such a great job with that. He's a great storyteller, as you just heard right now. And um, make sure and check out the next ghost tour on June 3rd. It's going to sell out quick and uh, I highly recommend it and get there early. And we talked about Kim over at the Modern Shaman 6744 Greenleaf Avenue in Uptown Whittier, a plant-based comfort food restaurant. If you haven't tried it yet, you definitely got to go down and uh, make it a night. Make it a really spooky, cool night with ghost stories right here in Whittier, California. It is so awesome that Jacob has created something so unique right here in Whittier, California, because... um, it just fits. It just fits. The buildings, the parks, the ambiance, just the whole vibe here in Whittier screams ghost story. So make sure and check it out. Thanks again, Jacob. I really appreciate it, man. All right. So I wanted to fill you in on a few things happening here in the city of Whittier, California. Uh, Cars and Coffee at the Whittier Elks Lodge, Saturday, June 3rd, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. All types of cars are welcome. A breakfast will be served and the bar will be open. Please no outside alcohol, no alcohol consumption allowed in the parking lot, no outside food and no club banners. But if you want to come down, if you've ever ever had any interest in checking out the Elks Lodge, you could do that. Make sure and uh, if you're not a member, please sign in at the info table and see a membership ambassador. They could show you around. All of the proceeds are going to go to the Uh, Boys and Girls Club of Whittier. And so uh, it sounds like it's going to be a really good time. The Whittier Elks Club at 13620 Whittier Boulevard, Whittier, California, 90605. And you can also call them 562-325-0970. Cars and Coffee, June 3rd. 
All right, guys, it's time to blaze some trails with the Hellman Trail Blazers. Make sure and follow them on Instagram. Uh, group trail runs are scheduled for Sunday, June 4th at 7 a.m. and Saturday, June 17th at 7 a.m. And um, this is going to be the Turnbull Canyon Trail, and you meet up at Broadway Park. That's 12708 Broadway, Whittier. And um, it says here that um, get ready to unleash your inner trail runner. Join us on an exhilarating trail run through Whittier's own trails. It's time to embark on a thrilling adventure, push your limits, and connect with nature. Let's gather up, forge new friendships, and conquer the trails together. Prepare to sweat, push your boundaries, and make new memories. Pack light, bringing only what you need for a comfortable run. Don't forget to stay hydrated and keep a small snack handy. If you're a new trail runner, feel free to ask any questions in the comments or send us a direct link or i'm sorry send us a direct message we welcome all runners of all ages and abilities join us for post-run refreshments and snacks at broadway park where we'll celebrate our accomplishments meet us bright and early at 7 a.m with this with the run starting promptly at 7 15 lace up your best trail running shoes and let's conquer the trails together make sure and follow the Hellman Trailblazer Instagram, and um, as it says here, runners of all abilities are welcome because everyone starts somewhere. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys out there. Hillview Middle School is having a music festival this Friday, May 26th. The music concert starts at 5 p.m. Food and vendors are going to go from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. over at Hillview Middle School, 10931 Stamey Road, Whittier, California, there will be a 50-50 raffle. Winner will be picked on the following day, May 27th. But this sounds like a really good time. If you want to stop by and grab some food and listen to some great music, that will be happening at Hillview Middle School, Friday, May 26th, starting at 4.30. All right, so there are just a few things going on here in the city of Whittier. Now, last week, we uh, ended the show with a couple of uh, cliffhangers. I was telling you about some movement some closures and stuff like that so uh, first off i still haven't received any information about the car wash on ocean view don't know what the deal is why they closed or if they will be back so i'm still working on that um speaking of ocean view and whittier boulevard the uh Balenque restaurant did you guys see that come up it opened up about i don't know four months ago maybe Balenque, it's P-A-L-E-N-Q-U-E, right there on the corner, right next to Amazon Go, across from Norms. Anyway, it is, uh, looks like it's closed. It is done. I went to the Instagram, and they removed all of their posts, and I've been driving by every single day, and it's been closed, so it didn't make it. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to get down there. I know there was a few uh, foodies that did go there and highlight them. Unfortunately, they did not make it, so it looks like they are closed. And then um, in the Uptown Whittier area, are you guys familiar with the Chicken Coop? The Chicken Coop. You guys love the Chicken Coop. It's amazing there. I don't eat there as often as I should. Um, you know, like I always say, there's only three meals in a day. I have one stomach, and uh, most of the time I'm here at work eating lunch in in-house so it's really difficult for me to get down there but anyway they are moving their location uh, and they're moving next door to the uh, la bodega brewery 
So belly bombs, if you guys are familiar with belly bombs on Comstock, they used to be there. Now, apparently, um, the chicken coop will be moving a little closer into the Uptown Whittier area right next to La Bodega Brewing Company. So that'll be good. That'll be nice. That's a nice little move for them. Not not a far move, but um, I like that location a little better where they're going to move to. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. I will reach out to them and find out the details, but I do know that is what's going on there. And we got a brand new restaurant opening up. It's called Mami Felipe Cocina, 10068 Mills Avenue in Whittier. And if you go to their Instagram feed and take a look at all of the dishes that they loaded up, it looks pretty good. It actually looks pretty good. And I want to thank Irene C. for um, giving me the heads up on that. She told me about the Instagram feed. So I'm going to check it out very soon. Uh, it looks really good. So if you guys are interested uh, for in a new Mexican food place, go check that one out. All right. As I mentioned before, you can visit me and my pop-up shop here at Scott Storage, 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California, 90603. We are open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to uh, about 5.30 p.m. We close from 1 to 2 for lunch. And um, on uh, Monday through Friday, we take all forms of payment. On Saturday, it's just cash, Venmo, and Zelle. So uh, we're fully locked and loaded on shirts, hats, and got some really good stuff right now. We have a brand new limited edition uh, long sleeve checkered shirt, the My Whittier shirt, and it is awesome. So stop by, check it out, and grab one of those. Um, If you're still wondering about the Whittier Parrot newsletter, that is still live and running. If you're wondering why you haven't received an issue, uh, it's because we haven't um, put one out in about two weeks. So I'm working on one right now. It is still going, the Whittier Parrot. If you want to sign up for that newsletter, if you haven't done so already, head over to mywhittier.com and subscribe to the Whittier Parrot. That is a Whittier-centric newsletter, and um, that is a uh, My Whittier creation, and we are still rolling with it. I still love it. It's still my baby. It's my new baby, and it's the Whittier Parrot. And it's a Whittier newsletter, so um, sign up for that and make sure you are locked and loaded for the next issue. All right, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the My Whittier Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Jacob Caputo. Thank you for joining me today, man. That was super enjoyable and a great interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to come down to the My Whittier Podcast and do that for me. I appreciate it. Uh, Shout out to Kim at The Modern Shaman. Make sure and head over to The Modern Shaman for some incredible food right there on Greenleaf and Uptown Whittier. You can follow her on uh, Instagram, and that will be the meetup for the next ghost tour on June 3rd. Make sure and grab your tickets. I want to thank you the My Whittier podcast listener for joining me, for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. It means a lot to me, and I really, really appreciate it. And uh, with that being said, I will catch you guys next time right here on the My Whittier podcast. Have a great day. Take care.